the partners aren't pushing each other to like improve and become a better version of themselves then what's the point of relationship you know some girls are gonna be like dude this guy's a clown he's talking in third person let's avoid this let's report him to whatever so he gets banned from the internet and what's something that other girls are gonna primarily look for when being approached by a dude their confidence Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam. And Emma. Here with another episode of Before, Before We Make it. it. And today we are here with our friend, Alan Arellano. Good afternoon, ladies. Really excited to be with y'all this lovely afternoon. Um, so as y'all mentioned, my name is Alan Arellano. I graduated from the University of Texas at Austin approximately two years ago. I'm currently living in New York City, working over here in like the consulting sector. And just ultimately like very excited to be back in the city after a year of you know, working remotely back in Texas. Thank you so much for making time for this episode. This is basically going to be Dating from Guy's Perspective Part 2. But before we get into that, we're going to go into our first segment. So Alan, this is Truly Obsessed. This is a segment where we just discuss anything we've been loving lately. So you could talk about headphones, clothes that you've been liking, things that you've been enjoying doing in New York, literally anything. So you can go ahead and take it away. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I completely love this activity, but bottomless brunch, you know, just picking up that that social event with with friends on Saturday noons. It's uh, rather enjoyable at the moment, but probably Sunday, that's where it's not so enjoyable. But it's really cool. Just that I think that's a great activity to do in New York City with with friends, with family, Um, something pretty unique and just excited to be back. The weather's like picking up and just being outdoors and, you know, having a good time with friends responsibly, obviously. Wait, enlighten us on what is bottomless brunch. All right, so let me break it down for you, right? It essentially consists of going to whatever restaurant around noon, paying 26 bucks for like endless mimosas. The only catch that you're going to encounter with a lot of these places is that, hey, you need to order a next like an entree in order to get that price. So, you know, you just order another entree for like 14 bucks, mix it with $40, and then you have a good time of your life for like an hour and a half, just sipping mimosas, having a good time, enjoying the weather, enjoying the drinks. The food's all right, you know? Like, you're definitely priced out. But, hey, it's New York. We're always going to get scammed over here, right? No, I expected that. I was going to ask about the price, but I'm glad that you gave it to us. It's like, tell it them straight. No, I love it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I haven't yeah. had brunch in forever. We need to go and do that. So guys, for my favorites, I've really been into Belvita soft baked banana bread. It is an incredible like morning, afternoon snack. Gotta recommend it. The Laneige lip sleeping mask, the fruity like smell is just everything. And it's extremely moisturizing. If you suffer from dry lips, you understand. And then last but not least, the Hourglass Vanish Seamless Finish Foundation Stick. I have been in love with this stick. It is so moisturizing and high coverage. And as someone who was like a diehard Too Faced, like, like matte foundation person i really recommend this foundation and let's see what alan texted in the chat because oh my gosh a new message from alan in the chat do you all get paid by ads <laughs> so today's sponsor is going to be hourglass <laughs> <laughs> yeah we like to pretend that we have sponsors but not yet <laughs> one day one day but emma take it away so my favorites recently i have a few things so number one has been getting back into new girl because we haven't watched TV in forever. It's just been like one of those things that you just never have time for throughout the busy school weeks. But last night we watched it after getting home from a late night out and it was just so nice and nostalgic and I love Schmidt. So 
I want to get back into that even more. But yeah, definitely obsessed with that. And then Schmidt's your celebrity crush, right? Schmidt is my celebrity crush. And then the second thing is a smoothie from Smoothie King. So something that Desam and I did a lot this semester was go to Smoothie King and we would try to get different smoothies. Mm. And every single time I just got disgusting ones and I was so sad because as you know, Smoothie King's pretty pricey. But You're also picky because the dark chocolate banana is so good and she didn't like it. It didn't taste like dark chocolate or banana. It genuinely tasted like some unknown fruit. It was really weird. But it kind of tasted sour. But the chocolate gladiator with bananas and almond butter, it's it's like a meal replacement and it's so, so good. So if you're looking for something new to try from there, definitely recommend. And then the last thing is biker shorts. They are my favorite. They're super comfortable and really easy to pair with just a bunch of different tops and tennies. So definitely love those. And yes, Dasam inspired me to get biker shorts. So... <laughs> Been obsessed. You're welcome. Thank you. Honestly, biker shorts are really great. And I, I hear that some guys are like really into them. So yeah, Alan, what's your opinion in general? Do guys like biker shorts? Because they're something that was brought back from like the 90s, the 80s. Like they're definitely an older trend that's made a comeback recently. What are guys thoughts? Look, all I got to say on that topic is to all listeners out there, and was actually rocking a pair of biker shorts this moment. Oh my and God. I'm just saying like missing out, definitely missing out on that end. Oh my gosh. Well, guys, with that, we're going to get into our topic for today, which is dating from a guy's perspective, part two. Our first one with our friend Ryan had a lot of popularity and people were very interested in unveiling what goes inside a male's brain, you know? <laughs> and as two women, we're very interested. So why don't we just start off with your favorite rom-com? Like this says so much about people's ideation of like love. Favorite rom-com? So I, I think maybe my answer is going to be uh, more in traditional rom-com it's gonna be one called I love you man I just think it's great how it highlights both you know the the romantic relationship between like two partners but how it also highlights or embeds that hey you can have very strong relationships in your life not only with like a romantic partner but also with friendships and how ultimately having like a good circle of friends can enable you to have like a more complete life which in as a result would make you a better partner so I know that's probably not a good answer not the answer you guys were looking for but definitely I love you man get some bromance going on and yeah, just, you know, make it alive. I know those are kind of like painful to do sometimes. So just got to make it enjoyable. Have you ever watched a rom-com that wasn't friendship related? Like an actual rom-com or even a full-on romance like The Notebook? I do remember. I think this was like in middle school. Um, I think it's called A, a Walk to Remember. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. That, that movie, like, I'm not going to lie. It really hits hard. That's the saddest movie yeah. ever. I can't believe it's... you suck at that one. It, it's super it, it just it left a mark right like it's it's super strong um I'm not saying it's my favorite like romantic movie at all but mm-hmm. it, it's definitely one that kind of it's engraved was relatively young when i watched it and you know it just it's a noble movie in its essence i love that i would say for me stuck in love is my favorite it's really cheesy and also really realistic at the same time because it kind of ends in happy endings for everyone which is sometimes unrealistic but i love it because just the whole concept of like this new blooming relationship in contrast with this aged out relationship that still finds like a way to be rekindled at the end i love it personally rom-com is my favorite genre so it's a lot (laughs) but of course I think Love Rosie is my favorite movie ever because it basically is about these two best friends and it takes place like over the course from when they're kids to when they're I think in their 
early 30s. So it's pretty wild seeing the the growth that takes place in those years and how they somehow end up together. And that one definitely has more comedy in it than anything. But I think the basis of it is that they were friends first. And so no, Alan, I loved your answer. I think it's very <laughs> honestly sad because if you guys didn't know, spoiler alert, walk to remember, she dies at the end and they go into this like marriage. He's acting like he didn't they know. They go into this relationship. He already knows that she's going to die. And so it's so sad. Nicholas Sparks makes everything tragic. But <laughs> moving on from that, we want to ask, what is dating to you? And specifically, how do you view dating living in New York City as a 20 something versus how you maybe used to view it in high school when you first started yeah, dating? Yeah, or even in Texas, because Austin is such a different city as well. No, and, th- and that's a completely valid, valid point. So I guess starting in high school, like in my earlier, earlier days, um, look, I think everyone's kind of like still growing up in that sense. No one really knows what's going on. It's uh, it's like going to be a lot of people's like first romantic encounters. And, you know, you're probably just going to drop the ball on that. You're, you're still learning how to interact with like a romantic partner. You're growing up, you're immature. So it's probably not going to work out and that's okay. You just have to like leave the bad blood behind and just, you know, learn from that experience and just become better which is like, you know, just a mantra to live life by. But focusing on to the real, like the concrete jungle, right? That's where the fun, that's where the fun happens. Look, so I think something really important to be aware of, like just living in New York City is that the city or your life is going to be energized by by just how the city moves, right? Like over here, everything moves super fast paced. There's a lot of people and more specifically, like people from backgrounds from literally whatever you can like imagine. So that's just going to make it one, an interesting like dating pool where in the sense that you can meet a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds. But at the same time, everyone's just out there hustling, kind of like trying to like build their future. They're a little bit more like self-centered, if you will. And that's not necessarily like in a bad connotation. It's just that's how it is. We go here to like try to like um, develop ourselves professionally, personally, whatever you wanted to be. So it's a little bit more uh, more fast paced. I wouldn't really call it like a place to like find someone like settle down with in the long term, especially like in your mid 20s. And that's something that might be a little bit more common in Texas, particularly maybe like your more slow moving pace cities, maybe College Station. I'm not sure. Ladies, do you guys have any comment on that? Yeah, I think here in College Station specifically, it's really different because number one, it's a college town and there are about 70,000 students here. So so many it's pe- massive. So, yeah, so many different people looking for so many different things. I think because it's college, a lot of people are just trying to figure out their own lives. And for the most part, not many are really concerned with having a full on serious relationship. There are some people more here than I've seen anywhere else that do get married and committed really, really young. So like I even have friends from high school that are, you know, 22 years old, married and have their first kid. And it's wild to yeah, me because, you know, yeah, I mean, from all are from where we stand we're in a very different place like you know you're in a relationship I'm single just trying to figure it out and I think a lot of people that we know are sort of in similar boats where even if they are in a relationship it's not nearly anywhere to where you like you would get married and, and move on to that next stage yeah. of life so I mean you see both extremes mm-hmm. yeah you do see some extremes I will say like a lot of people in college are looking for relationships and a lot of people aren't like it's hard because some people want to something serious and some people want something very casual and it's hard to find a balance like it's hard to find people that are just like oh like I'm willing to just see where this goes go with the flow kind of coasting kind of thing but what about dating as an individual as like a guy in New York City like why do you date like that's what I want to know because personally I would say I date for the purpose of marriage or for the purpose of finding a life partner etc but what do you think you date for why do I date for as a single 25 year old living in New York City yes 
Well, I, I mean, it's just like, look, it's such an interesting city. It's, you're going to meet people where, you know, you're just not going to, it's not going to be as easy as meeting them down in like Austin, Texas or in any other part of Texas. And, and look, like, it's not like I'm trying to like line up dates like day in, day out. It's more so I would like to call dating more like meeting people and just learning more about them, having a good time and just enjoying the city, enjoying activities. So more than anything, just meet different people, people you would otherwise not have conversations with, and also just try to have good, like, memories with them. I think that's all I can ask for at this particular, like, stage in my life, and I'm not gonna, like, look for anything. I'm gonna play, like, day by day. I'm not gonna look for anything more, like, long-term. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because it's very valid. I mean, I think in a lot of people's heads to just not even really be concerned with dating at all. Like it's there, but it's not everything because you're either preoccupied with your job or your friendships or so many different things in your own life that that sort of takes a back seat. And I think that's totally okay, especially in your 20s. I think that like it's good to have that freedom to decide whether or not you're going to give attention to actively dating or not. And that's why I feel like maybe towards your 30s or something, people always say like oh it's time to settle down because that's typically the age when a lot of people are but like right now we don't necessarily have to worry about that and I think it's sort of freeing in a way yeah and as a guy though I want to dig a little deeper with you like dating is a more romantic thing than networking or (laughs) meeting people for example and the way that you just put dating seems so similar to just making friends but this isn't friendship this is chemistry this is romance so what about that aspect of dating i think it's really interesting that you brought like a comparison between dating and friendship because the way i was like articulating my thoughts i i do agree it's like look i feel like with a lot of like my romantic interests there has to be some, like some common ground in friendship i do think that all your friends that you have particularly like the the sex you would be attracted to there is a level of attraction there you are attracted to that person you just don't decide to pursue it romantically so when I'm focusing on like dating, I do want to enjoy the person. I'm like, I, I would love to either like enjoy having a conversation, enjoy having an activity or enjoy having like a similar interest. And if that goes into like a romantic like pursuit, by all means, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, it's not. So more than anything, I'm going to try to enjoy like having the best time I can have with the people I have around me. And if that goes into like some awesome little like romantic sidetrack that I just fall in love and whatnot awesome and if it doesn't by all means i'm still gonna have a good time in the city right there's a lot of other people i can like pursue that with i have other friends that i can like go out with um or i just have other stuff like on my plate so it's not it's not necessarily like at the forefront of my mind i think casually dating is actually really fun um you know you get to meet a lot of different people and i think that ultimately lets you decide what type of person you would actually want to get in a more serious relationship too it lets you just like meet people and like hey maybe like if you don't hit it off with that person they might have other friends where you might hit it off and like you can have a form of friendship with that person or three it's like look casual dates go somewhere fun go to a park go to bowling alley go to like a trampoline park do something fun where at a minimum if you have a bad like if, if the date sucks you're at least gonna have a good time and just make it out like make the best out of it so i'll, I'll aboard casually dating i think it's awesome how are you meeting people slash are you meeting people during the pandemic I think now given like the pandemic obviously poses some constraints to meeting more random people relying more on like meeting people through like mutual friends right so let's say one of my roommates he has like you know we're just gonna like go out with his friends and that's ultimately gonna allow like provide an opportunity for me to meet new people and vice versa like hey like I want to meet up with like some of my friends I'll bring out my roommates so they like they can meet people so it's just leveraging your network at this point and I know that sounds super corporate and super boring but but yeah just trying to like meet uh, meet new people through friends and maybe that ultimately leads to some 
casual dating, some romantic pursuit, or, you know, just to like, you know, some funny stories. Amazing. So with that, we can go ahead and move on to our Q&A section. So first one, best pickup line, go. What's the setting? Setting. You're in a bar. Is this like a, is this a dating app? No. A bar? One is in the dating app, you know, y'all match whatever, and you're one liner there. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the second one is going to be you're at the bar and you're approaching a girl, trying to buy her a drink or just talk to her, strike up a conversation. I think the dating app is going to be a little easier. Um, what I love to, I think a great one is, hey, so what would you like Alan? I like Alan in this case, me. What would you like Alan to know for him to consider you for the next phase of the application? Wow. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, good one. And how has your experience been with these? Now, I know like you're asking about the success rate. You're like, okay, big talk over here. But man, that's that's a clownish pickup line, right? More than anything, I think it's really interesting when you try to pull up, like put the ball in a woman's court. Um, a lot of the times it's going to be like, hey, what's up? It's, you know, boring conversation. But now you're actually making someone think like, okay, how can I make this guy interested given like he's putting the ball in my court? So it's more of a psychological play. It's not necessarily like the words. But I think that's an interesting take on that. So get some good conversations going without a doubt. Obviously, you know, some girls are going to be like, dude, this guy's a clown. He's talking in third person. Let's avoid this. Let's report him to whatever so he gets banned from the internet. And by all means, I probably deserve that occasionally. But it's the risk you got to take. What was the best response you ever got when you used that pickup line? Emma, I would love to tell you, but I don't think it's appropriate for this podcast. But <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll disclose that in, in another segment. Okay, then. What about bar pickup line? E, this, um, I think that, that one's hard. I think that's more um, depending on the girl depending on the environment so like are you at a nightclub are you at a bar are you kind of like more just like day drinking and look i gotta be honest it also depends hey how confident are you like feeling how how much liquid confidence you got in your system i think that's ultimately gonna like play a huge factor in like how stupid you're gonna like be willing to be and like ultimately have strike a conversation but yeah it's literally just i don't think in person it's not necessarily a pickup line per se it's more so just being able to like strike a conversation about something normal and then just playing it off there and just teasing them and then just being like witty and spontaneous what would you recommend to a girl who wants to make the first move in either sliding into a guy's dms or going up to him at a bar what do you guys find attractive in a girl making the first move and do you guys even honestly find that attractive in your opinion pertaining to actually making the first move look let's let's be real right I think a lot of the times society expects that the guy's the one that's going to have to make the first move on the girls. And look, from a guy's perspective, by all means, I think we kind of like accept that. But it's it's refreshing to see like, hey, a girl, if she's interested, like not be intense about it, but kind of like provide the alley for a guy to ultimately like be like, hey, yeah, like, you know, what? this this is awesome. Let me like it's about it, but kind of like provide the alley for a guy to ultimately like be like, hey, yeah, like, you know, what? this this is awesome. Let me like. At least I have like the green light that she's interested. So all for it. And so yeah, just not be too intense about it. Be fun. Be playful. Just, I mean, obviously, like be yourself because I think that's pretty crucial. Don't be sloppy. So yo, don't be spilling drinks all over the dude, man. Like he's probably gonna have to buy you a couple more and doesn't want to see his money go wasted to like his like, you know, his dry cleaning. So please come on. Wow. Okay, I actually do have another question. In regards to girls sliding into the guy's DMs, though, like, what do you think would be the best way for someone to do that? Like, should the girl just be super direct? Like, hey, I think you're cute, like, blah, blah, blah. Or just say, hey, or like or something w- witty. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that also depends on the person. I, I am, I'm someone that likes to be playful. 
so witty sarcastic you name it and look sometimes sometimes i'll provide you guys with like the avenues to do that right for example someone random follows me on instagram i'm the type of dude that's just gonna like reach out to them and ask them like hey do i know you from somewhere obviously we don't know each other right it's pretty avenue i have no idea who the hell they are but at least that's gonna strike conversation and like it's it's awkward for the girl like yeah like why did i follow this dude now i need to articulate that like hey this is gonna be a funny conversation that's actually really funny i wish a guy would do that to me oh my <laughs> gosh yeah that's actually great okay but you said too intense is bad and you know as someone who can be very direct at times like I've, I've gone up to guys for my friends before and just told them straight up like hey like my friend wants your number hey like my friend thinks you're cute is that too direct no no that's that's direct that's being clear with what you want with intense i'm all right let me let me pose it this way would you guys be receptive to a guy being like hey mamacita i think you're cute what are you doing later tonight that's intense it's being direct but it's also intense alternately just being direct saying like hey i think you're really cute what's your name that's direct without being intense honestly the more i think about it because like even you just saying it right now sort of puts that visual into play and personally i kind of like it when you sort of have to guess just a bit like you know that they're interested when they like go up to you and you know say hi and introduce themselves say something witty whatever but like how would you feel if like a guy just came up to you say hey you're super cute like who are you like what do you what's your life about you know what i mean it's a really fine line because some guys can overdo it and it's obvious that they do this to every girl they meet. They're like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. You're so gorgeous. Like, can I please buy you a drink? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so obvious that this is like the fifth girl that he's done this to tonight. And so I think there's a level of surprise and a little intrigue that needs to be into play here without necessarily being overly indirect where there's absolutely no interest communicated. Yeah. And look, let, let me paint a picture for you guys and like how it's and go, going off to the point, like just being a little bit more mysterious or being more playful. And I think that's something that's like really overlooked sometimes is that Emma, you're single. I'm single. Okay. We're at a bar. We're having a good time. I don't know you, but I see like, okay, what's up with this girl with like the pearl eyes, right? She's staring my way. Like, what is going on? I'm gonna go up to you, right? But I'm not gonna be like, Hey, what's like, what's your name or whatnot? I'm just gonna be like a good way to approach you is like, Hey, do I have something on my face? And you'll be like, wait, what the hell is this kid saying? I'm like, well, yeah, you've been staring like my direction the whole time. Like, dude, like, do I have a builder out? Like, am I drooling? Like, did, did literally like a fly land on my hair? Like, pants in that debate one time? Like, come on, like, what's going on? Yeah, I, I love like that. that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty I good. Would be, I would be pretty receptive to that. Just yeah, saying. I like the humor behind it. Yeah. It's definitely different because I think especially you have a really good point. Like when you're out, every single guy is out there going up to girls saying how pretty they are and it's low-key kind of just a turn-off. It's like, oh, you just want to get laid. I get it. Yeah. And it's also like it comes across as insincere. It really does. Okay, we'll move on. How do guys handle rejection? <laughs> Alan, I know that as a guy, you've probably gotten rejected before because you can't hit a home run every time. So let's talk about rejection in the sense of like a bar setting and then rejection in the sense of more of like a you're talking and you get ghosted kind of thing. Well, first of all, I'm, I really appreciate that you have faith to think that I even hit home runs. So thank you very much to sound that means a lot to me. How do we handle rejection? It depends. How many apps do you have on your phone? If you got all of them, hey, bro, just start swiping again. Like, hey, man, it's, it's a numbers game. Statistics, probability, mathematicians, whatever you want to call it. It's just a numbers game. Let's go on. As lowly as girls are, it's not meant to be. You just got to power through. Like, you just cannot get hung up on, on like these girls. As much as y'all are great and as much as unique you are and as much as like loving qualities y'all have. We just got to power through, man. There's going to be one out there. The more rejections you have, the closer you are to success. 
Love that optimism there. But what about when you're talking to someone and you get ghosted or the girl ends up like, you know, deciding to go with another guy she's been talking to or even like something as serious as a breakup? How do guys emotionally deal with that? Because I think it's so different from the ways girls do. I mean, if you get ghosted, it's obviously like they don't want to talk to you. So just, I mean, look at that where the conversation ended. If they decide to go with another dude, they obviously decide to go with that dude for another reason. So just stop wasting your time. Just be sincere. Like, hey, like I was looking for this. You want to go with that with him? By all means, like best of luck. But that's not kind of like my intentions. Yeah, because, okay, so I get it that you're pragmatic about it and you're very just like logical about it. But what about the emotional piece? Like, do you ever deal with the emotional piece? Do you express it to your friends? Like, how do you have that emotional closure after something ends that you've invested time and energy into? I guess I'm talking more about like trying to pursue a girl, not necessarily after like having the girl around you. Obviously, that's a different dynamic. And that's obviously going to be harder. Dealing with a breakup, just there's going to be a different dynamic surrounding that. But you just got to take the good, reflect on why it didn't work, like work out, take the time and just understand that and then just move on. And it's not going to be easy. And obviously, I think that just taking that approach is ultimately going to make you look back on the good instead of like focusing on the bad. Now, dealing with like potential prospects that one's i think just easier like hey just it wasn't meant to be like don't get hung up on like a girl like i think this goes both ways you gotta put like respect and like value uh, on yourself just like they should on on themselves and you know if it goes your way by all means that's awesome and if it doesn't you know you're just one swipe away so do you agree that guys take longer to get over a breakup though because they can't deal with it initially like you're just gonna pump some iron you know maybe go out and get wasted and like kind of numb the pain for a bit get a rebound start following a bunch of random girls on instagram (laughs) the whole deal (laughs) that's not personal that's not a very personal no no but that's like a thing like it's it's been a concept that's like talked about by so many different people that guys handle breakups differently than girls and it's a very like opposite for the most part process girls tend to immediately address their emotions and sort of lean into them with their friends they get ice cream they watch movies they cry and then eventually like they're okay and then guys sort of try to jump right into they try to jump right into real life again only to feel their emotions later so what's your take on that i'm I'm gonna partially disagree with everything y'all said and i think the answer is primarily going to rely on who broke up with who. Because let's look at it from like the guy's standpoint, right? If a girl breaks up with a dude, imagine how like much like the dude's confidence is going to be shattered, right? And what's something that other girls are going to primarily look for when being approached by a dude? Their confidence. That's not necessarily something you can fake. That's just something you feel. So please tell me that if like you're as a dude, if your confidence is shattered, what quality girl is going to want to like be with you? So no, that like they're going to go like messing around with other girls. That's not necessarily applicable in all cases. Now, if you're the dumper, then yeah, you probably just like you're, you're over it and like you're just ready to have fun. And that's obviously going to have a different dynamic. But ultimately, I just don't think that's going to be like the most most beneficial long-term play because you might not just have time to like reflect on the relationship you know might have time to like re-understand like where you could have improved and you just probably won't have time to just process everything that went through and just deal emotionally because i think that's also a crucial part of just you know healing from a breakup yeah and something having to do with ghosting and like you were saying when it's that prospect not even an actual relationship what happens when a guy tells a girl that they're not ready Is that an excuse or is it something that could be actually real because, you know, they're busy with 
X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or is it because the girl is just not the right one for them? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I said, an excuse for just not wanting to be with them or not liking them enough to continue into a potential relationship. I don't, I don't think it's, it's a clear cut answer. For example, prior to like moving to New York city, let's say I was talking to like this girl. I don't think even if she was perfect and whatnot, the possibility of me being with her was just slim given that I was going to be relocating. And that's just a reality. It's like, it's out of our hands. Right. So like the physical, like just barrier um, is imposed and that's just not going to make it work. So yeah, you're just not ready. Not because you don't want to be, it's just, you, you physically cannot be, but yeah, like other times, like I think most people are going to be trying to like be nice about giving rejection and that might be like a generic excuse to use but yeah it just it just depends um and maybe like like, look maybe like i think this is going to be applicable to a lot of people like in their mid-20s late 20s we're just i think we've had some baggage so we just might be more scared or more wary of commitment and we just don't want to be like hurt again so maybe we're just not going to be inclined to you know just like dive into something and you know expose ourselves to being hurt again and that's just the reality and that's that's something really interesting like be wary of ladies welcome to the roaring 20s wow i kind of love that you got super honest there me too i was like not expecting that that. yeah thank you for saying that because i think that that is something that sort of plagues a lot of people in a way and it's kind of hard to read sometimes because everyone processes and shows their emotions differently some people wear it on their sleeves while others honestly cover it up really really well but what would you say to someone who is sort of in that position where they have a lot of that baggage and they they want to start fresh and they want to move into a whole new dating scene but just kind of like have that stuff from their past left emma do you like traveling mm-hmm. what's uh what's something they tell you on the airplane pertaining to like the their oxygen masks breathe <laughs> no they tell you to <laughs> hold it they tell you face. to assist yourself before you assist someone else because you can't do it if you don't have oxygen i get what you're trying to say dang that was good you're like no this is exactly what it is okay damn just um that's definitely not what i want to say just say like dude just inhale have fun yo get that like get that oxygen going and just get the laughing gas in your system have fun get high no i'm joking right you just have to focus on yourself and you know just understand like what you want what you don't like just give yourself a breather like hey what's what's the purpose of like getting out of like a relationship and then getting into a new one like yo go with your girls have fun sip margaritas get guys to buy you drinks like make them waste their money on you come on like yo you guys can dance on top of tables countertops and like poles guys cannot do that take advantage of that that's awesome yo and we're gonna be over here like hungry dogs just looking at you guys and praising you like goddesses like enjoy it and then when you're ready to like go back, dude, then then you're going to be a more complete and like more, uh, you're going to be more specific in what you're looking for in your next partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what about to a guy, like a guy that's going through that? Like they can't, you know, just go get drinks for free and be like jumping on poles and Bro, stuff. Bro, dude, develop, work your work on yourself. Focus, like improve a skill, whatever you want it to be. Like learn how to play an instrument. Girls love that or some Write poetry, dude. Go to the gym, man. That's awesome. Like, yo, go grab beers with your friends. Learn how to talk. Become friends with girls. Not necessarily because you want to pursue romantic, just so you learn how they operate and like how you can talk to them and how you can relate to them. And that's ultimately going to make it easier for you to talk to like a girl that you ultimately want to pursue as a romantic interest like just focus on yourself do stuff you didn't have the time to do before and that's awesome like there's going to be a point in time where you know you're going to be in another relationship sooner rather than later and you're not going to have time to do all this 
Yeah. And I think that it's kind of glamorous sometimes that people with emotional baggage can just be fixed by a new relationship or by that one special person that's going to come into their lives. And on both ends, it's like the one that's already hurt is like, oh, someone will come along and fix me. And then on the other side, it's like, oh, I want to fix them. Like he's so vulnerable Mm -hmm. and hurt. And I just want to be the one that changes him. And it's just not reality. And that's too much stress on both ends. So So do guys talk about their romantic interests with their friends? Because our last guy guest said that he tells them everything, but I know that this is not true with a lot of guys. I think that's going to be very dependent. I do think that as guys, we would like to over-exaggerate our success rate, if you will. And that's just being honest. Like, hey, yo, we got to be seen as winners over here. Got to get how like our ego struck. But yeah, like I, I just think it depends, right? I probably won't go into like too much like detail like initially i might joke around and that's just like my personality or like how things are going but yeah it just depends it really just depends it's not like i said it's there's not going to be a clear-cut answer for most of these questions next question do you ever obsess over the future after meeting a girl you like like girls fantasize sometimes if they really like the guy about a lot of things that are more long term and they also might share this with their friends and maybe talk about it a lot and think about it a lot i don't know if guys let their thoughts go there as easily no, because I think I'm also partially not inclined to like settle down. I, I think it's going to be a lot of the times more so that you encounter someone that just mentally just like does not let you function well. And and that's just like you're not even going to like fantasize about it. You're just going to do everything to get make that fantasy into like a reality. Okay, what's the most awkward date you've ever been on? I don't I don't know. There's There's been I don't want to say like my dates have been awkward, to be honest. I kind of try to like look at the positive on all of them. I mean, it's just, look, there, there are some times where it's like, there's been dates where I go out with a girl, I learn a little bit more about her, and then I realize I had something like with me, like one of her friends or, or something along those lines in the past, and that's just like funny. Obviously, you're not going to disclose that, but you're like, ah, this has a potential um, room to like, you know, just explode in my face. Luckily, you know, we don't get to like too serious to the point where we have to disclose disclose that so we avoid those bullets there's been other times maybe where we're like kind of like our intentions have been misaligned maybe i'm just kind of like looking to you know i just have a more good time like you know have drinks have superficial conversation you know just joke around and the girl's more serious and she's looking for something more um more serious in that moment and that's just that the vibe's just not gonna like go well even though like they're great people and you're obviously a great dude and then there are just times where you're you're going out with the girl and you know, the parents, parents are randomly there and now you have to get introduced and it's your first date and you're like, oh my God, this is so funny. Like, how is this going to look? So not necessarily awkward. It's just, it's just funny, it's funny stories. You just got to like roll with the punches. The, the dad walked in, we were, we were eating and the dad walked in and we just, you know, we just chatted and, and that's it. That's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that might be a little bit early for a lot Ooh. of people, but oh my gosh. Okay, great. Next question. Do you believe in soulmates and or love at first sight? Why or why not? I do not believe in love at first sight because I think that having some sort of friendship with someone is like the best type of like romantic pathway you can like get with someone. You don't become best friends with someone overnight. It takes time. And more so than anything, it takes like doing activities or just living moments together. And that's just going to like solidify the bond you have with a person. And you're just not going to like, and and that's ultimately like who like the person you want to be with or your partner. It's going to be time. Time should make you stronger. It's not always going to, but it should. So no, love at first sight things are very like oversimplified view on on love. It's something that people push and try to sell in order for a quick buck or in order to like create unrealistic expectations. So no. Love at first sight? Absolutely not. 
pertaining to soulmates, I think that's a little bit more loaded question. I think there can be a, like a right person at uh, a right person for different times in someone's life. For example, like what if like your partner passed away and you just like encounter another soul, like soulmate down the line and you decide to remarry. That's weird, right? Like, hey, who's really your soulmate? So no, I, I, I don't agree with soulmates either. I think just the right person at a particular point in time. Totally agree with that. I think people could have multiple soulmates as well. Mm-hmm. What's the most common complaint guys have about women? If that's something that you've heard from your friends or friends in relationships, friends that are talking to girls, etc. That y'all are too perfect of beings that we can never match y'all. Like we, we just can't reach y'all's level. We have to compare. Like how are we supposed to please perfection? Please answer me that one. Please tell me. Okay, why don't you answer the question? <laughs> but like, come on, just tell us something. It's fine. We literally did a whole episode roasting guys in our last episode about this the is so bad. I don't feel bad. Turn so off. Let's talk about your most common complaint or the ones that you hear among your friends about women. I think one, and this is probably me personally, is when the girl expects you to pick up the tab, or like when the girl is like pamp- like expects you to pamper her. And that's not saying that. I obviously like look if if I want to like be serious with someone obviously I think it's crucial to try to pamper them and spoil them and just you know you know treat them well as much as you can but at the same time I want to be sure that even if I wasn't there they'd be able to do that for themselves and they're just not like relying on me and they're just not hoping that I'm there like save the day so you know having just someone dependent that hey without me their life would be great and I'm just lucky enough to provide like an extra percentage of happiness in their life. Yeah, I love that you said that. Yeah, and I love it. <laughs> I think that that's definitely something we all need to strive for is like never like depend on someone else to pay for us. Yeah. Because yeah, you should be able to like know that you can take care of your end. But if the guy wants to, he will. And also giving back sometimes like you deciding to take over the tab or you deciding yes. to, you know, pick Equality. up dinner. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Are you optimistic about your future love life at all? And I mean, obviously, we've realized that you're a pragmatic when it comes to the romantic world. But obviously, you do want a girlfriend, wife down the line, right? I, th- I think that's the plan. Who knows? Let's see if we make it that long. But but of course, I think that's kind of like the natural progression in a single bachelor's uh, love life. But to your point, am I optimistic about my future love life? Well, yeah, of course, on the short term. I mean, look, I was I was a guest on a podcast talking about like romantic partners. So, I mean, look, I'm assuming that a lot of your listeners are females. I think at, there's at least someone that's going to be like, yo, this guy isn't that bad, right? So, I'll provide I'll provide my contact info at the end of the show. So, ladies, just, you know, keep on listening. I know we made it through like 50 minutes. We're almost there. But no, look, on a more serious note, as you grow older, you mature. You learn what you want in someone, what you don't enjoy in someone, and what you're willing to compromise on. And you can just make a better informed decision on like, hey, this is someone that I think would be a great person like spend the rest of or at least a, a large portion of my life with. And this is someone, more importantly, that's going to help me become a better person, which I think is something that's super crucial in a relationship. If the partners aren't pushing each other to like improve and become a better version of themselves, then what's the point of relationship? Okay, Alan, can you plug your socials? Where can everyone find and support you? Of course, socials. Let's get directly to the phone number. Hit, feel free to hit me up at 956. Now that we got the info infomercial like out of the way, right? <laughs> No, um, feel free to like Alancito95. I think that's going to be my my handle for most of my social media accounts. I don't even know what social media accounts I have anymore. Feel free to reach out for, like, if you need my email, my email contact, my LinkedIn. Yeah, like happy to help out, professional. Just, you know, if you're in New York City any day, let's go ahead, like bottomless brunch, a rooftop, come over to the place. We'll have some beers. By all means, let's have a better 2021, right?
All right. Dang. Thank you for your generosity. I'm yeah. sure everyone will appreciate it. And Alan Cito is spelled A-L-A-N-S-I-T-O-95, just for everyone who's wondering. And you can follow us at Before We Make It on Instagram. We also have our Facebook page. So head to the link tree in our Instagram bio, join that. Listen to our last week's episode and stay tuned for more. And guys, make sure to leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts because that really helps us with our reach and we appreciate every five star that you give us. So thank you so much and we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Ciao.